Hi, I'm Kate Spina. This is Toward Light, Practical Buddhism for the Modern World. Each week I explore ways to apply these timeless teachings to our daily life. Hi, and welcome to episode 42 of the Toward Light podcast. This week I'm going to talk about the path factor of wise effort. When the Buddha became enlightened, he set the wheel of the Dharma in motion with the teaching of the Four Noble Truths. The first truth of dukkha, that there is difficulty in life. The second truth of tanha, that craving creates and compounds this dukkha. The third truth of nibbana, of cessation, that it's possible to be free of this cycle. And the fourth truth of the path to freedom. There are eight path factors, eight steps we can take, tools we can use to move toward freedom. And wise effort is one of these path factors. I want to talk about wise effort in two ways. First, I will explore balanced effort or wise effort from a broad perspective. And then I will talk about the specific way we can use it in our meditation practice. You may already have a sense in your own experience about what wise effort means or feels like to you. Sometimes it's good to Goldilocks it, to think about times when you felt the effort is too much, that feeling of striving, pressure, pushing, and times when the effort is lax, things slip through the cracks, the energy is low, and then see if you can think of a time when you were in the middle of those two extremes. Often we can connect with that feeling of balanced effort when we're doing something we love or something that comes naturally to us. For me, I can think about skiing a nice blue groomer or stirring risotto or doing a puzzle. I can feel in my body the way that I'm attentive and alert in those moments without any clenching or pushing. What are things you do where you feel like you have balanced effort? The simile that's used in the teachings to demonstrate wise effort is tuning a stringed instrument. If you make the strings too tight, they will break. But if they're too loose, they'll make this weird sound and not make music. So they need to be tuned properly, not too loose, not too tight. One of my teachers, Greg Scharf, gives another example of wise effort. He used to help tag birds in San Francisco. And so during a migratory period, they would catch and tag hawks and release them. And he talked about the balance effort it took to hold these strong birds with their beaks and their talons while also taking care not to hold too tightly because they're birds, so they have hollow bones. Can you imagine that feeling of holding a hawk firmly yet gently? I love both of these examples, the stringed instrument and the hawk, because I feel like they both really capture the essence of wise effort for me. When we're practicing mindfulness as meditation practice or throughout our day, we need to be careful with our effort. If we strive too hard, we wear ourselves out and then we let go of mindfulness altogether. Or if we don't bring any effort, we can get lost in greed, aversion, and delusion. Of course, we're going to vacillate between too much effort and no effort. And our goal over time is to end up in the middle as much as possible. Bhante Gunaratana says, we exert energy and mindfulness, but not force. Can you notice when you're forcing your practice? Can you notice when you're forcing your mindfulness and when you're not? How does that feel different? Joseph Goldstein says, feelings of struggle can become very useful feedback. 
They're always telling us that something is going on that we're not accepting or not opening to. So when we notice this over-efforting, this trying too hard, this striving, how can we rest back a bit? What signs in your body tell you you're striving too hard? For me, it's clenching my jaw or having my shoulders up at my ears. That's feedback that I need to check in and see what I'm trying to force and to see if I can let go a little bit. Sometimes this can be very subtle for me where I notice the jaw clenching. I haven't been tracking that it's been building for a while, that the tension has been building for a while or the forcing has been building for a while. So know that this takes some time to really parse out and to feel. On the flip side, some signs I may be under-efforting or falling asleep, getting lost in fantasy or daydream, having difficulty keeping my spine erect. What are signals that you're not putting any effort in? What are things that you can do to re-engage with mindfulness or connect with some willingness to have some effort? For me, feeling my butt on the seat or my feet on the floor can be a good way to re-engage with some embodied awareness. Also, connecting in with my deepest intention can help because my deepest intention includes mindful awareness. Or another way, if I'm really sleepy, is some brief death reflection, just reminding myself the reality that I could die in any moment and my desire to be connected in that moment helps me motivate to come back, to be here, to be present. Steve Armstrong says, right effort has nothing to do with judging ourselves. Right effort has to do with finding your own balance. This has been a lesson I've really had to work on and continue to work on, but especially on retreat. I often compare myself to other people on the retreat. That person was in the hall longer than me, or is everyone going to judge me because I don't go to the morning sit, or that person seems to be walking more mindfully than me. I can get lost in all of that. So I have to let that go. I am the only person inside of my experience. I am the only one who can truly find the balanced effort. No one else can do that. I've mentioned before, I have a a body-mind system that benefits from a lot of horizontal time. And when the COVID restrictions began and my partner was working from home, I would struggle with worrying that he was judging me for all of my lying down. He was focused on his work. He didn't have time to judge me. He wasn't paying attention. But in my mind, there was that story that I had to let go of. When I allowed myself to be in my own balanced effort that works for me, everything was fine. So this is the broad interpretation of wise effort, this broad idea of how much effort are we bringing? Are we striving too hard? Are we not putting any energy in? How are we meeting our moments? Now, in the teaching of this path factor of wise effort, this path factor falls in the samadhi section of the Eightfold Path. This is the section about mental cultivation. The three aspects of the path that fall under this are wise effort, wise mindfulness, and wise concentration. When we're looking at wise effort in terms of our meditation practice, there are four tasks that are laid out in the teachings. We're asked to prevent unwholesome mind states from arising, abandon unwholesome mind states once they've arisen, cultivate wholesome mind states, and then sustain wholesome mind states. So how do we do this? 
the first task. In order to prevent unwholesome mind states, we try and live our life in an ethical way so we're not creating a lot of greed, aversion, and delusion. We're going out and stealing a bunch, and then we go and sit down in meditation, it's going to be harder. There's going to be more unwholesome mind states. If we're living an ethical life, we're seeding the ground for wholesomeness. And when we sit down to practice, we set our intention for our meditation to train our mind toward a neutral or wholesome mind state, whether it's the breath, cultivating mindfulness, concentration, whatever it may be, but we're starting there. Now, unwholesome mind states will arise, so then we move on to the second task of abandoning unwholesome mind states once they've arisen. I explored a teaching around this in detail in episode six. I highly recommend it, one of my favorite teachings and one we can all go back to again and again. And I'll just summarize a couple aspects of it. So when an unwholesome mind state arises, craving, annoyance, jealousy, judgment, or whatever, we want to abandon it. We want to let it go so it no longer takes up real estate in the mind. Some of the things we can do are turn our attention elsewhere or replace the unwholesome mind state with the opposite. So for example, if I'm experiencing a lot of annoyance, turning the attention to metta or kindness can help us abandon the unwholesome mind state. Here's some more wisdom from Bhante Gunaratana. He says, self-discipline is the skill of seeing through the hollow shouting of your own impulses and piercing their secret. They have no power over you. So when these unwholesome mind states arise, it is the hollow shouting of our own impulses. And we get to choose if we let that take over our mind or if we instead choose to abandon the unwholesome mind state. The next task is to cultivate wholesome mind states, which I've mentioned in both of the previous tasks. Some ways we can cultivate wholesome mind states is that we begin our practice by training our attention in a wholesome way, whether it's mindfulness, concentration, or heart practice. These are all wholesome mind states we're cultivating. And if we notice an unwholesome mind state arise, we replace it with the opposite. Again, we're cultivating a wholesome mind state. Part of cultivating a wholesome mind state, too, is noticing when the wholesome mind states arise. Sometimes wholesome mind states are quieter or more subtle than some of the unwholesome ones. Some forms of contentment or peace can be things that we're not so familiar with, or they actually almost are boring because they don't have a lot of juice to them in the same way that anger or jealousy does. One of the ways that we can help this task is that we can really notice and name when wholesome mind states are present. The final task is to sustain the wholesome mind state that has arisen. For all of these tasks, we can see the importance of balanced effort. If we treat our mind states like targets in a video game and are trying to destroy some and capture others, that's too much striving. We're going to wear ourselves out. So we need to bring a spacious energy to all of these tasks. And for the fourth task, this task of sustaining wholesome mind states, this is such a subtle dance. For an example, let's say the mind state of compassion has arisen. We recognize that's a wholesome mind state. We settle into the sensations of it in our mind and our body. We witness it and experience it and allow it its natural ebb and flow. 
And we're also trying to feed it a little bit to, to stay in touch with that feeling, to, to keep that feeling building or going, keeping the spark alive without forcing it. It's a delicate balance. Wise effort is such an important path factor. Well, I don't know why I'm even saying that. They're all so important. The reason that wise effort was sparked in me today or felt important to talk about today is because I'm noticing in my life some ways that I'm exhausted, some ways that I've worn myself out. And it's this very subtle striving in all these different areas that on its own, it doesn't feel like a lot, but put together, it's too much. And so I need to find my balance. How can I go through the world being connected to my present moment experience, cultivating wholesome mind states, letting go of unwholesome mind states without getting spun up and using my energy in really unuseful ways. I welcome all of us to have this exploration. Where are you striving too much? Where is there not enough energy? Where is balanced effort for you? What are the things that you do that naturally have balanced effort? And how can you bring that into other aspects of your life that maybe don't have that? Getting to know the feeling in our bodies and our minds and noticing when we're striving too much or not bringing enough effort is a great start for this. When we're in our meditation practice, we can prevent unwholesome mind states from arising, abandon the unwholesome mind states that do arise, cultivate wholesome mind states, and sustain them to the best of our ability. Thank you so much for listening. The links are in our show notes. You can find me on Instagram at towardlight108 and the website is towardlight.net. If you have any questions or feedback, I'd love to hear from you. Be well.